Welcome to the JetRails podcast, supporting you through the airwaves with information about website and e-commerce technology and strategies from design and development to security, marketing, conversion rate optimization, and web hosting. We bring you insights from industry leaders and experts hosted, edited, and published by me, Robert Rand, your friendly neighborhood tech ambassador. Hi, and welcome to an episode of the JetRails podcast. I'm Robert, your host. Today, I'm joined by Praveen, who's going to be talking with us all about gift cards and coupons and reward programs and these things that really help keep shoppers engaged with your brand, keep your e-commerce website a little bit more, uh, in some ways, of of a destination um, and keep that relationship strong uh, with a larger user set. And more than just talking about those as individual items, we'll also be talking about how they interact in an omni-channel setting, uh, which businesses more than ever uh, have found themselves in need of, where shoppers might be interacting uh, in-store, they might be interacting online, but they have an expectation uh, that these things are going to work well across channels, things like gift cards and reward points and so and, and coupons, of course. Uh, so with no further ado, um, Praveen, would you do the honor of introducing yourself? Yeah. Thank you, Rob. Uh, hi, I am Praveen, uh, co-founder of 99Mind. It's a promo- uh, it's a consumer engagement platform which allows merchants to create their own gift card, uh, loyalty program, and coupons on the fly or dynamically. It's a plug-and-play. Uh, currently, we are supporting on big commerce platform, but it's also an enterprise platform where you know uh, we provide APIs where the retailers can uh, plug in into our APIs and create their own programs. Fantastic. And, um, Praveen, uh, I always get to ask this. So, uh, you know, our, our audience is quite accustomed to it. How did you come to the name as a company, uh, 99Minds? It, it seems like there must be a story there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, my co-founder, Mrudul, uh, came up with this name. And according to him, it's a metaphor for what we do. As our solution solves 99% of gift card and promotion and marketing problems, and it's a program that runs consumer engagement and retention marketing program for other companies or for other merchants. So, uh, so you know, it's like this. We built a solution which cannot solve 100%, but at least 99% of the problem what uh, customers have. I like that. A little uh, a little bit of humility that there's always going to be that 1%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that's fantastic. I, I think that anyone that thinks that... Um, you know, that they're everyone's answer to everything is in for uh, a, a rude awakening at some point. So uh, I like the sentiment. Um, and so you started looking at um, at which of these facets, really? Was it the promotions, the loyalty, the, the gift cards? Where did the company really get its founding? So, uh, you know, when we were building a program for a bank, uh, it's a leading bank in India called ICSA Bank. Uh, and they were looking for a loyalty program. So, uh, but, you know, uh, we built a program. We spent six months. Uh, we were supporting their $3 billion worth of uh, Forex transaction with 36 different currencies. So it was a challenging program. Uh, but again, when we built a product, uh, then another bank comes to us and they said, hey, can you build the same product for us? And we spent another six months to do the same thing. Because even though the uh, you know the vertical is same, I mean to say it's financial vertical, but the requirements are always different. The attributes are always different. That lead us to build this product, which is we call it as attribute-based system, a rule engine, 
where we can just import existing attributes from the verticals. Maybe it's a finance, maybe it's casino or hospitality, uh, and just allow our marketing, you know, our customer marketing person to build rule based on their requirement. That makes sense. And you know, each of the spaces that you work with has some strong incumbents, at least to some level. You know, people are using something to create coupons and run promotions uh, in the e-commerce space, of course, where they're using something more often than not native to their e-commerce platform, whether it be Magento or Big Commerce or uh, or what have you. Um, you know, gift cards, uh, you know, are, are certainly out there. Um, whether it's native to a platform or whether folks are using some kind of a basic uh, extension or plugin, um, you know, loyalty programs as well. They they exist some certainly better than others. Uh, you know, what were you seeing on the market that said that um, that this was going to be a good market to tackle? Um, that there was something missing here. That you know, whether it was pure disruption or not. Um, that, that there was something left on on the table, or there was something that merchants were looking for that they simply weren't finding. Yeah. So uh, if you look at the you know existing player, there are many players in the market who are doing really well in this particular segment. But there is a, still a space open when we look at big commerce as a platform and looking at their existing gift card plus promotion system. Uh, it's not what the merchant you know. Uh, it's not completely fulfilling the merchant's need. So for example. You know, if you want to buy, uh, you know, X amount and then you want to send a gift card across to the customer, you know, BOGO, yes, buy one, get one free. Yes, like you, they can buy the one product and get one free. But if you want to sell a shirt and then you want to send a $20 gift card with it, that's not possible. So certain kind of rules is not completely handled by the existing platform. So to give you an example, in fact, yesterday I was talking to a company called Interlocks, uh, in, uh, Lock. Locker, locker in the city, not interlock. Locker in the city. Uh, he, the founder, just told me that they just spent six months to build their coupon and promotion program, and now they are reaching out to us. So just imagine that, whether it's a native or non-native, it takes it. You know, generally takes a lot of time to build this kind of system. Plus, the maintenance really kills them, uh, and they are not able to focus on their main business. So in this case, locker in the city, they want to expand their business. They want to raise fund. Right, but their developers are actually engaging themselves in building the system. So this is where we come into the picture, and we say, you know what? You focus on your business. Let us handle your promotional and gift card marketing, and we will provide a best solution so that your developer are just plug and play things. That makes sense, and I imagine that the market segment has something to do with this because, uh, you know, an SMB probably not um, going to be putting six months into this kind of a program. Not going to have the developers on staff or uh, on call from an agency or such um, to, to invest in in that way. Uh, but I, would you say it's it's more of the the mid market and enterprise that have the deepest needs when it comes to these things that uh, that they need to be able to have more nuance, or, or they they just simply can't uh, achieve the results that they're looking for that are going to really make the customers happy that are that are going to um, move the needle. So, uh, as you rightly said, yes, uh, the small merchants who are generally on the big commerce, right? There are apps like us who can help them to achieve what they're looking for in a shorter span of time. And if I'm talking about a medium to enterprise segment, uh, enterprise products are generally very hard to change on the fly because, you know, they have a large scale. Uh, and a lot of time, 
actually their product manager or their uh, you know marketing people complains about like the system is too rigid that they don't you know even if they want to launch a program let's say in a month span of time it takes them 3 months to launch a program because it just uh, this is they have to involve their developers the tech team and so many things behind the scene mm-hmm. and this is exactly the segment we are targeting that hey you know if you want to change your program on the fly mm-hmm. we help you out it's so, not going to take 3 months so these aren't the uh, just give people 10% off give everyone the same coupon code call it a day this is when we're getting into something more and i i like your example of meet these terms buy this or this amount of something or you know whatever the the trigger is whatever the uh the conditions are that have to be met and then you're going to get a gift card um and that, that's a really nice way to do things um you know i i know from a previous conversation with you i really clued in that, that you've got um what i enjoyed is a bit of a un- more unique philosophy around gift cards and and the power that they have as opposed to coupons that we all know that so many merchants um that give out coupons regularly whether it's for signing up for something or um as as some kind of promotion or, or gift to the uh to the consumer and coupons don't often feel like they're worth very much i mean i get so many in the mail that i throw out <laughs> on a weekly yeah. basis Absolutely. Um, they don't always have have the same impact. How do you uh, look at gift cards in general? Is it more as a currency? Is it um is it more as as some kind of a um per, perhaps a psychological tool um because people that that have a gift card feel like they have something actionable? Yes. So uh there's a new term for this something called branded currency. Right? so the branded currency evolves uh, it's like uh, you know it's a merchant currency or the retailer's currency right so when you have a gift card you are empowered to spend it it has a value in it it can a promotional gift card can be expiry but it's not a coupon which generally gives you a discount on it it has a you know a tangible value if you put 20 in it you can literally say okay i have a 10 dollar worth of gift card Well, gift cards usually have fewer um fewer restrictions so you can go and say look uh, you know where a coupon usually has a lot of conditions <laughs> comparatively oh. at least you know right. you can say well i have 10 dollars here i can buy you know 15 dollars from this store and just use the 10 dollars or you can give that you know to someone else i mean i i can't think of a time when i gave someone a coupon uh, and felt like i was giving them a gift or felt like they would would want that you know wrapped <laughs> or right. in an envelope or you know with a gift you know with a a greeting card or something i don't i don't think that hallmark has sleeves in their cards for uh, <laughs> uh so, for for coupons but gift cards i mean hey i you know i'm as guilty as anyone else of of uh, of handing out gift cards to lots of people for lots of reasons yeah um, so my question probably my 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 question on on that would you give a promo code to someone or a gift card as a gift Yeah. That's a pretty obvious one, right? I mean, what well, I mean, we don't know each other that well. So maybe you know. <laughs> uh, I I, but, I think but, that, that's particular, but I I like that term that you use branded currency. Um yeah. I'm probably going to steal that. I apologize in advance, oh, no, no, but no, I, I assume you haven't copyrighted it yet. So, um shame on you for saying it to a guy like me that you shouldn't, 
really trust at all. <laughs> no, no, <it's, laughs> so actually, so I, there's no copyright. There is someone from Harvard actually uh, innovated that word uh, a few years uh, ago. Uh, you know, but you know, there is one example I would like to give you on in terms of the branded currency that how Amazon and Starbucks plays with it. They are the leader in how they play with their branded currency. So have you received any uh, any time an email from Amazon saying that, hey, uh, Rob, you got a $10 gift card and I'm going to add a $5 if you're going to use that $10 in this week. I've gotten so, things like that from them. Yeah. So that is like the power of branded currency that you can add the value on the fly because it's your currency and you are enticing a customer that, hey, come on, come on my shop with that $10 gift card. I'm adding a $5 if you're using it uh, you know, in this week, so it's a fifteen dollar, right? Uh, and uh, if you look at the Starbucks, they had changed the entire payment system with this by adding a reloadable gift card. So nowadays, at this point of time, if I'm not wrong, it's a billions of dollars. Uh, you know, uh, Starbucks is managing at this moment, right? And I mean, that's basically the public and yeah. corporations that buy them as you know gift cards to give out and, and what have you that. Uh, that's almost uh, a loan. Um, it's a line of credit from the outside because they have the cash. And yep. eventually, a percentage of that will be called called back that people come and use the cards and take, you know, take goods, take, you know, food, whatever it may be, you know, drink uh, from Starbucks or, or whatever mugs yeah. and, and yeah. you know, durable goods that they sell. And so, I mean, we've certainly seen that being 2020, that there are a lot of people that supported local businesses uh, by buying gift cards, which in essence acted a, as some kind of a uh, a bridge loan to these businesses to say, like, we we know you can't serve us, you know, food now or or that you're hurting yes. now, but we're gonna we're gonna keep shopping with you. So, you know, make sure you have enough for the rent, and uh, and and we look forward to doing business with you for years to come. Um, it, I, when when you think about uh, the gift card is more than a gift card, it, it can be, um, and people have certainly. I think this year more than ever begun treating it like that. Oh, uh, yeah, actually. So, you know, uh, as you already mentioned, this pandemic has really, you know, put a very good uh, use case of a gift card by uh, asking people, I mean, you know, to their patrons, the restaurants were asking their patron, hey, you know, if you could buy a gift card of me, you know, our, our restaurant at this moment, we're going to give you credit. So, for example, even if you buy $100, I'm going to give you credit of $120. And that's the way the entire, particularly in New York City, has supported their restaurant. Uh, even the Toast Boss uh, has supported it. Square has supported it. And on the same line, we are starting Rally for Gift Card, which is an aggregation for e-commerce gift card where they will be able to promote their gift card on our website. And they will have a complete real estate by offering them discount on those particular gift card that's on our you know we are trying to do the same just in case if the pandemic go you know uh, further but uh, so, so that, for, you're telling me that instead of walking into i'm going to sound like an infomercial now not on purpose <laughs> but uh, instead of my wife sending me to go get a, a gift card because one of my kids has a birthday party to go to and uh in a normal year of course um yeah. and i've got to go rush out and grab something to put in in an envelope uh you know, that we're going to, we're going to give. And so I've got to go to the local pharmacy or big box store, you know, Target, Walmart, whatever, to pick up a gift card that instead they'll act, they'll be the equivalent of that, like kiosk where you can choose from all those gift cards from these major brands 
Yep. Um, or at Costco, where you can choose, you know, gift cards and gift certificates that, you know, from a whole other selection that instead an online repository, an online marketplace for gift cards where you can shop for gift cards from more uh, bespoke brands. Exactly. That's the whole idea. Absolutely. That is what we want to offer the real estate to, uh, you know, all those small, medium shops who doesn't get to uh, place in the big market like Costco or CVS. So I, I like it. Um, I like it. I mean, look, marketplaces in general, it can have a really good effect. There's no question that Amazon's done well with that model. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and so have some others. So I think that probably is one of the challenges for a lot of these merchants is, um, you know, being found or being thought of in the moment for those sorts of purchases when, uh, when they should be. Um, I imagine that, that the goal for you, will, will this, now I'm going to ask you off camera like for a sure. sneak peek or something, yeah. but um, <laughs> there'll be some kind of filtering to filter maybe by, not just by, by category, but, um, you know, maybe by some of the other attributes of the store or, or something else unique. I mean, I guess like if I'm looking to give someone, you know, coffee or liquor or whatever, you know, gifts that I'm, I'm looking to supply them with it'll be an easier way to see, you know, the top five places that I could get gift cards for that, uh, you know, that, that are going to be a, a higher quality uh, vendor with better options. I mean, like in the case of coffee, I think of folks that are actually roasting the beans, you're getting something fresh. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- there's advantage to this. Um, I can think of it in lots of categories where it's very, I, I think if I had the easy choice, it would be, I wouldn't choose the big box store. Um, and I don't just say that because I'm speaking to e-commerce folks that um, would probably uh, not like me as much if I if I did. But um, it just in general, you know, I, I grew up around small business, and you know, I, I think that makes sense. So, you know, I guess you know, I've got here the the promos and the gift cards and the uh, and the loyalty programs. Oh my! <laughs> I mean, let's pull back to promos for a minute. So, you know. I started mentioning that, you know, that there are basic promos that most e-commerce platforms could handle. And then we get things like buy this and get a gift card. I know that historically it's, there've been challenges with a lot of platforms when it comes to buy this and get a free gift out, not just a gift card, but maybe choose a product or, or you automatically get yes. a, a product for free um, added to the card or such. Um, what are some of the other use cases when it comes to promo items that you have found that um, the platforms don't always handle natively? Or, you know, is it is it the bulk coupons where you need to create a lot of unique coupon codes and track them because you're going to give unique coupons to individual shoppers that like you're going to send an e-blast where everyone gets their own coupon that's good for one use? Um, what are the, the challenges that you, you find that, um, that merchants need help with? To so one of the challenges... So one of the challenges is the personalization, right? That I know that you like golf and if I'm sending you something related to baseball, you might not like it, right? So personalization is a bigger challenge. Plus creating generally promo codes on the fly or a, a coupon specific to your need is again a big challenge. And then uh, there's a lot of fraud happens on that level sometimes as well. So uh, you know, tracking a coupon and their use cases, and not the use case and the usage, okay? It's really hard. Uh, so again, I would give an example of the uh, uh, Locker City. 
they are trying to uh, build a referral system. Uh, they're going to use our referral system for now. The first concern is like how they're going to stop the fraud, right? Because a lot of people have a lot of multiple email addresses and they have to track an IP and so many things behind the scene. Uh, you want to sell more, but you don't want, you know, you want to effectively use that uh, thing. I mean, your promo code. So uh, one of the use cases, we just received it from uh, uh, a big company. Uh, I would just give an ear of the company establishment. It's a 1774 establishment company. They said they want to generate a lot of gift cards. And th those gift cards are very, very specific to SKU numbers. So they are they can be only used. It, uh, so a lot of people get confused. Oh, but it can be coupon code as well or promo code as well. Yes. But to match, map those coupon or uh, those gift card to specific queue, it's a challenge. You need tons of rules to do that. And that's where we come into the picture supporting that even if they want to build like 10 line of rules or the 100 line, 100 line of rule, that's where our system comes into the picture to build these kind of complicated uh, uh, promotions or promo codes. That's interesting. So I know that even for a lot of platforms, it's difficult to do things like if the user buys things across these three categories, then they can uh, get a discount across these three categories, like this mixing and matching of things exactly. to, to have yeah. things work across that it's very easy when you're talking about individual things. Um, but when you start mixing up too many conditions together, it can get messy. So um, I guess, and, and often that's what merchants want to do. That's uh, in some cases what they're doing in their retail stores where, you know, discounts are very, very specific. Um, in terms of figuring out, so thinking about this on, on the back end, uh, of the transaction, you know, I, couponing gets a little bit di uh, difficult in terms of, you know, guessing at what's going to drive the best results, what's going to generate the most sales at the best profit margin. Cause Hey, if you give everybody 50% off, yeah, maybe that's going to generate the most sales. And if you give them 5% off, maybe nobody's interested, but figuring out the sweet spot um, or figuring out, you know, which things are going to work. Uh, what have you found there in terms of making, making it sustainable? Um, again, for the businesses where offering discounts like this in the first place makes sense. So, um, see, ROI is a very important factor on this, right? Return on the investment. Uh, so the cost factor, so generally everybody have their own marketing costs, right? So uh, if I if my product you know manufacturing cost is eighty bucks, I am selling it in let's say one hundred and twenty or more than that. What is my marketing dollars on it, right? And how do I find it? It's all A/B testing, so that you start with the less, and you can increase more, uh, you know, to the discount level, or you can keep on adding like a uh, product bundling. Mm -hmm. Okay, here is a more discount, but here is one more product I am adding into it, right? But the math behind the scene. Uh, we provide a solution where you can put the uh, budgeting thing where you can say that this is my marketing dollar budget and I'm adding this. If anything goes beyond up and down, stop it or, you know, uh, do certain things uh, based on the budget you have decided for your marketing dollars. Hmm. And then you can calculate your ROI based on that. And then you can say, OK, this is the one because of this high usage. But at the same time, what is my bottom line? out of it when I'm selling this particular piece. So those kind of features, that's where the system get complicated that, uh, you know, uh, to give you that kind of analytics out of it, to see that, okay, I'm investing 10%, I'm getting 
uh, 50% return on it. It's worth it. And, you know, I'm going to continue this. Plus, uh, how long you want to continue that? Because then, you know, people get bored with the same kind of uh, marketing offers. That need to be changed dynamically as well uh, based on the uh, customer's feedback. And to be honest with you, at this moment, when we are building our product or improvising our product, it's already based on the customer's requirement. Yeah, look, I love things that are a little bit more dynamic. I mean, even on the front end of the site, um, having messaging that says add X dollars more, X items more to the cart to receive a certain discount. Um, let, interacting the way that I would think that, you know, if I was going up to the cashier in a store and I was this close to to earning a discount that they'd say, hey, you know, you want to add something that you, you'll get 10% off. Exactly. It'll be like getting a free item that they're usually good to you. You know, that yeah, this is the challenge of of the digital age is uh, is adding the humanity back in. <laughs> yeah. And plus the dynamic city, right? Uh, what the, I mean, uh, earlier, of course, you're going to wait for the coupon and uh, Bed Bath & Beyond is still doing that, right? Sending that $20. I'm sure yeah, they can't might- stop. <laughs> they can't stop. They've trained their customers that they've marked it up to a point where if you don't get that coupon, you're overpaying. JC Penney had a terrible ex- experience with that. They brought on some management that said, let's get rid of the coupons and let's just give people a really great price. And their customers were so used to getting the coupons, they didn't show up without them. They didn't purchase the, the numbers off of yeah. that were, were awful. Um, I guess that's the other side to this is being sure that when you uh, when you plan out these strategies, that you have a long-term strategy for how where you want to sit in the market, uh, what you want to do for you. Because, hey, look, if you know, if you have this coupon box on your site and people are searching for your domain.com, you know, uh, coupons and they're going to pick your poisons, right? You know, retail me not coupon chief coupon cabin, whatever the, the uh, affiliate catcher, yeah, whatever it is of the day, um, these listings and they're looking and they're looking and they're not finding anything that works. So they're just killing time in the checkout and eventually giving up. Um, they know that you historically coupon. They think that they should be entitled to at that point. <laughs> you know, you've, you've oh, yeah. basically got it showing that um, this is it. It's the same thing that if, uh, you know, if they see a bunch of expired 20% off coupons and the only thing available is five, they're going to be hunting for a working 20%. Um, that I think that in some cases, that's a unique segment. Um, the ones that are are actively looking for the discount. Um, not everyone is, of course, but uh, there are things I think to think through. Um, have you found instances like this where people almost trained their customers, um, either their long-term customers or otherwise, that um, that there should be certain expectations of discounts? Um, yeah. So, uh, but, uh, you know, there is always way to change it. So, for example, if the couponing is getting too much for the, uh, uh, you know, for the merchant to offer and the mer- uh, and the customer is also getting bored of it, they can start with a new offer of store credit, right? It's just mm-hmm. a change of name. Promote, give them a promotional store credit. You have to play with the psychology that, oh, uh, we just offering you a store credit of $10. Come and visit us. So I guess in the retail space, there are brands that do that, like Kohl's with Kohl's Cash or 
Exactly. I want to say Best Buy gives, you know, a percentage back as the loyalty. Yes. They don't do it maybe the way that we're all used to with exact gift points, perhaps. I'd have to go yeah. back and look, but uh, but they give you, you know, a gift certificate or thing back after a certain amount of purchasing. And again, they, those typically expire. There are terms that, you know, you have to, you know, if, if your average order is $100 and you now you have $25 sitting here, um, you know, uh, are are you prepared to spend another seventy five before it expires uh, to to be able to use the twenty five? Like it's uh, there's a whole bunch of things that go into it. Um, so the, so there is one more interesting actually use case uh, which is related to particularly to the gift card industry. Uh, what do you call uh, cannabis industry, right? Uh, so gift card has solved the problem of the payment for the cannabis industry, where People, you know, doesn't have a lot of bank account or it, again, it, it is regulated somewhere. It is in Canada particularly, right? Mm-hmm. So they are using gift card to process it. Uh, you can buy, you know, first so, gift card. But of course, later on, you have to show your ID and everything. But so like at the this CBD point, oil kind of stuff uh, yeah. and some of the other, or maybe, you know, some of the more potent <laughs> yes. products. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So they, 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 they solve this problem with these kind of payment instruments, actually. Uh, because we are, there are a lot of shops on the online store, particularly in Canada. They are utilizing gift card in that way. And again, it's perfectly in the legal segment and uh, uh, they are working out pretty well for them. Makes sense to me. So I, let's shift back then. You know, so I, I, I think we've done a pretty good job for, for our listeners of talking about the promos and we've gotten a little bit in, into the gift cards here. Um, I know that one of the challenges that I saw early in the market was just from the start, a lot of platforms where there were a lot of extensions and add-ons and things that didn't treat gift cards as a currency, going back to something we said earlier, they treated them as discount codes. And that, for any merchant that scaled up at some point, their head of finance, CFO, whatever, was going um, was gonna to come back to them because that's a problem. Um, that gift cards, um, in essence, somebody purchased the gift card and there's now now money there. Uh, and so in terms of how you're handling sales tax and what portion is of the order is taxable and that sort of thing, that there, there's a, it's not really a, a promo. Um, it, it is a, a currency that's already been prepaid. So, um, so I, I see a lot of that. Um, I also... Uh, you know, a lot of cases where it's difficult to use the gift cards in store and online, um, where you kind of, for a lot of brands, have to choose one or the other historically. Uh, what are the pressure points that you've run into uh, in particular? Is, is there, are there a few things that you think that brands have a very hard time with uh, in terms of omni channel or just e commerce in general? No, so uh, I'll answer your first question uh, that how brands are taking care of uh, the you know uh, gift card as a liability or anything right they have to maintain certain so every state has a different law and there is something called es uh, sheet law where uh, after certain year either they have to uh, submit their uh, you know uh, uh, yeah uh, the remaining amount on the gift card to the state or they have to send out a notification to the customer that they have a gift card and they can uh, encash it I think a certain state like New Jersey allowed you to in cash up to a certain amount. Otherwise, you know, you have to use it or the money goes to the state. Uh, in terms of 
Omni Channel. If I am not wrong, you are saying that the gift card has to work online as well as in in store. If sure. That is the well, because the challenge with that is that they're using one software for their point of sale. They're exactly. using another software for their e-commerce, and these two uh, getting that to work properly so that someone can't, you know, at 9 a.m. go and use the gift card on the website and at 10 a.m. walk into the store and use the same gift card or um, that they're not using a shared data set. So the whole thing can get a little bit messy. So that is the major problem, actually. At this moment with the pandemic, it's become very, very, you know, uh, a bleeding problem for the merchants. Uh, that And I recently helped a uh, customer uh, uploading like $30,000 worth of gift card, right? Uh, and it's just, their boss, uh, you know, doesn't support uh, the big commerce gift card. So we provide a web boss so that they can just, if someone walk in into with their online store gift card into their physical store, we do we solve that problem by providing our own web boss. But vice versa also that if they issued a physical gift card in their store and it has to work on online, yes, then we allow them to import those gift card into our app and that could be utilized online as well. So we call ourselves as a boss agnostic, uh, you know, gift card platform. And one more thing I would add on is a very challenging is a multi-currency thing. So mm. we just launched a multi-currency gift card. So if the store is selling in six different currency, uh, we are allowing their customer to buy gift card in their local currency and redeem it in their local currency. So that is one of the biggest problem uh, in terms of Europe or for that matter, US and Canada. So we recently launched that like a week ago and it is working really well for us. Uh, so this is, I mean, this is what we I call is really a problem solving for the small merchant where they don't have to go to the big people to solve their, uh, you know, these kind of problems. Yeah. You know, I, I remember being in the UK. Um, it's, it's over a decade ago, uh, I, I think. And having, they accepted my American Starbucks gift card and they, yeah. uh, they deducted the monies in, uh, in British pounds using the same numeric, you know, the, so let's say that it was 10 pounds, which is worth more than $10. No, of course. Uh, that they deducted 10. Uh, yeah. and I'm looking like, are you, you know, I mean, when I looked at the balance and I'm reading it, like, okay, like they, they took a little bit more of a, a loss than I wasn't my intention. I, I wasn't even sure if it would work, but it, it worked and not to their advantage. I'm sure yeah. someone figured that out and took advantage of it. I didn't particularly, I wasn't, you know, I didn't show up with some huge gift cards. No, you know, there's just so much that someone can, there's so much caffeine someone can consume on a trip, work trip or whatever. Um, yeah, it's uh, people are sometimes surprised by some of these challenges. I think a lot of merchants certainly aren't in that uh, that, that international space, but for those that are, um, there are nuances to this that oh yeah, they're so easily so, lost, particularly in Europe, right, where there are like currency changes uh, for the small small nation and a uh, lot of requests we have received. Uh, so just now happened, right? Brexit probably happened and then the pound and euro will again fight for something. Uh, here in US, Canada too, right? Certain merchants uh, do prefer to have a Canadian dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a comfort zone, right? Uh, this is what they want to see when they get it in their pocket, right? The real yeah. value, what they are paying for, just like you. Otherwise, you will be like, oh, $10 or 10 pounds? 
that will be the costliest coffee you might had that other day. <laughs> Absolutely. Look, it's simply, you know, economies of scale. I can recall having an issue with, um, I'd gotten a Google Play gift card um, yeah. from someone and I'd loaded it up into my Google Play account and I didn't use it for a long time. Um, and eventually they, they deducted the funds. No warning, no, you know, I mean, I verified everything. And I was surprised because California company, typically a more restrictive state on these things. Yeah. And, you know, I reached out to support just to understand it had been, you know, it had been an over a real amount that I, I was wondering at least, you know, what was going on there. No, it, it expired, no warning, no nothing and nothing to be done about it. And I was, you know, a company like Google that wasn't really, oh. in my opinion, desperate for the whatever it was, you know, 75 bucks or whatever, you know. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, yeah, I guess I should have downloaded some movies sooner or something, but, you know, uh, The expectation I certainly wasn't going to go out and buy one of those for anyone else. Um, you know, so there's, there's thought into some of this, I, I guess, um, there's wins and losses for brands, depending on how they want to look at these things that yes, you can retain some of these monies or maybe those monies went to the state of California. They didn't suggest that to me in their customer service. They just, you know, said, use it or lose it kind of thing. And, I didn't use it. <laughs> no, but but they cannot take your money. Uh, I mean, uh, that it, was it, my. I, yeah. It just wasn't enough for me to invest more time into. Um, I felt like I might have stumbled on something there, and I I mentioned it to a few folks that I you know thought might have something to say about it, but I don't remember ever going anywhere with it because that that is a consumer challenge. Is that there's just so many hours in the day, and as much as I'd love to be. Oh. very self-righteous about a lot of things. <laughs> uh, you, you know, we all pick our battles. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, that's but true. I, I think that, you know, I, I have heard of merchants getting in trouble for uh, for expiring um, gift card balances and things that um, that they weren't, they were, they were legally obligated not to within a jurisdiction. So, yeah, uh, so for in consumer certain, protection reasons. Yeah, so in certain state, uh, they have the law of five years. So you have to maintain the... Uh, you know, uh, gift card, and they can expire after five years in certain part of the state. Uh, whatever the company is registered for. Because recently, when we help uh, a musical company to go live, a very, uh, you know, I just, I can say that it's a 1946 uh, musical equipment company. It was a great moment for us because it was the first time they were also going online. They were always a, uh, you know, brick and mortar shop. Uh, they had uh, five different bands and we helped them to go live. And then suddenly they came up to uh, came to us and like, hey, can our gift card expire? I said no, but they said, oh no no, it in our state it's five years. I said okay, then you know we'll uh, we'll have that option. Uh, but at the same time, I suggested them, hey, you guys can offer a promotional gift card, which can expire, so that person needs to, uh, don't need to buy, and you can give away those gift cards on your uh, launch, and you'll get more customer. And that thing really went well. For them, mm -hmm. uh, they Did got they give customers. the gift cards to mm -hmm. like the first thousand people or to everyone or what was the, the campaign uh, yeah, it, there? Yeah, it was the campaign like uh, first hundred people to watch the band and come online. It was a Facebook live event. Cool. So they give uh, give away their promotional gift card and it was really fun. Uh, I, I spent the entire day uh, just to make sure that, you know, everything goes well. And I was so proud of it that, oh, it went well. That's so, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, That's, I think, you know, what consumers to some extent are looking for, something to get excited about. I mean, I've won tickets off the radio way back when, and, uh, you know, it's it's a good feeling. Um, 
you know, and it's something that I shared with a lot of people at the time because it was, you know, it was exciting. Um, maybe there were tickets I could have gotten myself or something, but that wasn't the point of it, right? You know, that right. uh, it's just the fun of it, the novelty of it. Um, finding ways to excite consumers today is, <laughs> is fantastic. I, I like that, you know, have a live band and for, for 100 people watching. Um, now, in terms of gift cards, I know that a challenge that I sometimes have with brands that are omni-channel, I'll be out and about, I'll want to check the balance on a gift card on their website or such. Some do this well, some don't. Um, do you find that that's also a challenge? Because I can't think of a lot of e-commerce sites that make that easy um, to just you know go somewhere and check the balance without uh, getting to the checkout or you know an, or, or some other uh, step or, or creating a user account and adding it into the user account or having some other tie-in. Uh, is that something you've run into? Uh, yes, and we are proposing it to uh, our partner that you know when when a customer log into your system, if they have an account page, uh, you should see that how I mean you should show the customer that how many gift cards the you know person carries, just like big uh, not big commerce the Starbucks does it. They you you know you you look at the card and it shows you the balance right there. You don't have to do check balance every time. Once the person log in, just get the data for him. It's easy. It enticed them to buy. If you have, let's say, $5 and you are just walking by near to Starbucks, you'll be enticed. Oh, I have a $5. Let me get a coffee. So certain things, uh, even if you look at it on a website, gift card is the page like buried under the footer somewhere in the line. You have to some, sometimes do control F and search for gift card or gift certificate. Mm -hmm. We tell them gift card is your own currency. Put it on the tab level. So that the people just not it just not for the holiday season. People would like to have your gift card, and the merchant should actually sell them gift card to have their currency in someone else's pocket. If you don't make it a big deal, it's not a big deal. So I, I hear you there. Uh, you've got prime real estate and a website. <laughs> you know, uh, there's a lot of choice to be had there. Um, you know, thinking um, uh, about these as well. I guess that there are times when. There do need to, or there should be rules uh, about what uh, what you can use a gift card on. Like, for instance, typically you can't use a gift card to buy another gift card. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. I mean, uh, sometimes people try to do that, and uh, there is no logic because. But I, uh, you know, I mean, other than maybe the thought that maybe you're splitting it up, so you're taking a hundred dollar gift card and you're getting four twenty five dollar gift cards to give to different people or something. Um, yeah, not really what uh, what the intent is at that point. I imagine from an accounting standpoint, it starts to get a little messy. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, a lot of uh, e-commerce merchant or a lot of platform doesn't allow that uh, feature uh, that to buy a gift card with a gift card. Uh, it's unless and until it's a stolen gift card. People don't do that, right? Because stolen gift card cannot be uh, actually traced. That is one of the issue with the gift card, right? Because gift is like change the hand and people can have the currency and they, they can buy whatever they want to buy. Uh, yeah, so we put certain parameters on a custom thing that uh, if the merchant wants like, hey, you know, you cannot buy just gift card with a gift card. Yes, uh, we will make their life a little bit harder than easy uh, in those cases. But we'll make their life very easy if they want to buy a gift card with some other products. Yeah. You know, so, I, I can't remember running into it and I, I almost don't want to say it out loud, but. I imagine that that would be a 
a pretty rough uh, security uh, breach if someone stole gift card numbers from from a brand. Um, oh, oh you know, yeah. and we, we, you know, at, at JetRails, we spend a lot of time securing, making these sites PCI compliant. Uh, yes, you know, along, along with our, our merchant uh, merchant uh, clients as well as uh, their developers. You know, partnering with great agencies because it, it's a big deal. But uh, you know, it's not just the checkout that you need to protect. Um, oh yes, you know, some folks mm-hmm. think, ah, oh, you know, well, my. Uh, um, the credit card information isn't saved in the site, you know, so what's the worst that they can get at? Well, there's something there. <laughs> Gift card numbers, that would, that would be pretty rough if they started to redeem those um, and you're shipping out goods to, to someone in, in that way. Um, and, you know, kind of shifting gears toward the, uh, the third piece here, the, uh, is the uh, reward point and loyalty programs. I imagine that on the gift cards that you probably need some rules that say whether or not um, buying a gift card or redeeming a gift card is going to generate reward points because you're not going to give them give points on both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this, you're really only seeing cash once in that yes. transaction. So uh, that is uh, basically you're putting a rule across the SKU number that, OK, here's my gift card SKU number if someone buys it. Uh, you don't want to, you know, uh, give points to them, or if they are buying with the gift card. So all these are different rules, and again, it varies merchant to merchant. What is their offering? We just give a platform where they can build these kind of rules specific to their SKU, to the product, or to the gift cards. Uh, but we don't, you know, dictate or tell them that what to do. Uh, we just put it into the best practices, just to know that okay, uh, if you want to follow the guideline, here are your guidelines. Uh, but you are free to do whatever uh, you know. Uh, your ma- marketing guy tells you to do uh, to get more revenue. It's yeah. interesting. And so, on the the promotional side of things, what are some of the things that you found? Because obviously, there's the uh, make a purchase and you get points, and those points live here, and so they're sitting here, and you can redeem it toward future purchases, and that helps keep people. Uh, hopefully, you know, at least a percentage of people that um, that enjoy those programs and the gamification that goes with them, uh, get them coming back. Um, what are some of the other nuances that you've found are, are a big deal? And, um, you know, how have you seen this done particularly well? Because I, I like when stores, so, you know, I, I used the phrase Kohl's Cash earlier from a particular um, retailer, you know, when they brand it th- their own way, when they figure out a good, strategy for how many points they're going to give for every dollar spent um, and what those points are going to be worth when they're redeemed. Are they, is it a point is a penny? Um, what's it going to be? Um, and usually they find other ways to grant those points, of course, uh, in order to keep engagement and to send emails and things to remind people and, and keep engagement. But a lot of this is, is of course, about uh, about engagements. What if, where have you seen some winning strategies? What's really worked in the, the loyalty space from your perspective? So, uh, again, uh, it's offering what matters to the customer. Uh, you can gain the customer trust and the loyalty by the, also by offering a very good behavior. A uh, lot of, you know, sales strategies or a lot of other strategies you can or a customer services as well, other than giving just a point away. You know, point give, giving away is just, that is like you're honoring that they are buying and you're giving it in return. But there are, there's something like you can also build a sorry as a service. If something goes wrong, 
how are you going to credit them other than just giving away the points what are the other feature you can add up to right uh, i've told airlines after an incident like uh, could you can you just give me a few thousand i mean right now nobody's using those but <laughs> you know like you know this we, we don't have to talk about it anymore like it you know what you know the the value of them is relatively low like you know i'm not asking for my money back or anything but how about that and they can rarely do that uh in the travel industry but i've seen others that do this well that um as opposed to you know so some give a gift card because some give store credit some give reward points and i kind of like that that reward point uh solution because there's an accrual there and it fits in with a you know it's it you added to their balance as opposed to creating something totally separate and different um there's there's something to be said for that yeah i mean you know you can always reward an action uh which is like uh, you know like subscribing to your thing uh, to your newsletters to your following your social media birthday your referrals reviews that is a very strong thing actually if someone is really reviewing your product uh those reviews really count i mean you know people like uh, us really go and read it so of course so certain behaviors needs to be get uh, uh other than you know just buying things right so i call them like action based points uh if they take certain action you should reward them That's so right. that all of our listeners should stop right now and go ahead and and give the, this uh this podcast five stars on you know whatever <laughs> apple podcasts or wherever they're listening right now <laughs> <laughs> thank you and no, actually, no, no. <laughs> thank you for bringing up you know uh for bringing up reviews uh it's such a, well, i've even seen it done with things like photo contests where participate and we'll mm-hmm. we'll give you points um back to that idea that you ha- you know that, that you mentioned of uh uh having a live band and the first 100 people get a gift card um you know there are times when um maybe you're not quite as prepared to give the full gift card but you know especially depending on how you structure the reward point program you know you can give hundreds of points that don't equal all that much in cash but it feels yeah. good it's i i think in some cases it's even different users that um are attracted to these different things and so sometimes it's varying it i think for a lot of businesses this comes down to as we were talking a little about a little bit about earlier with coupons and promotions testing and measuring and seeing what your user base actually reacts to maybe it's a younger user base or older user base maybe it's you know this or that uh whatever it may be maybe it's maybe you have product that um that people come back to the store all the time because it's uh you know some kind of renewable um some kind of consumable and that makes sense um and maybe not as often and it's going to take more to entice them back so i get a little bit of uh a little bit of this and that going back to communication though um do you find that there's a healthy cadence like to send an update every month on what the point balance is or is there a way to do that right in terms of engagement given that like i say some stores probably you know if they know that people are more likely to shop quarterly they probably don't need to inundate them that much uh they actually uh, they should update them uh because when they last time they use their points okay uh if they are it it all it also depend on the tier basis right what kind of member you are uh of course they should treat every member equally but you know uh, the more loyal customer is the tier can change right from gold or silver platinum whatever they are into it. but at the same time uh, they can uh, you know send out those informative emails to the customer not every day but 
you know uh, bi-weekly kind of thing that hey here is your reward remaining reward points and here are the new deals you can be uh, i have seen gap and banana republic and that put those particular brands where you are able to use those interchangeable mm. uh, points it's amazing actually i like the way they have implemented their loyalty and uh, yeah. their I like uh, when those things cross over and you exactly. mentioned bed bath and beyond earlier um their sister company bye bye baby which you know you have kids and you start <laughs> to learn this stuff and uh you know you walk through the store uh, and it looks very much like a bed bath just very different product mm-hmm. but and they have a similar couponing strategy but they don't send out as many coupons and they used to allow you to really use the coupons from one store and another more so and they've made that harder um they even used to accept a lot more make it easier to, for them to take expired coupons because they knew basically they had you that you were there why why were they going to mess with a good thing um you know i've seen some of their couponing strategies change but the fact that they make it hard to cross over from one to the other yeah. with it i I found that, I mean, I understand why, um, you know, in, in order to stay a little bit more profitable. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, it's one of those things that as a consumer, I guess, you know, you're always hoping that things will f- fall on your side of the fence. Yeah. <laughs> It'll work work out that, that way. Um, I mean, they mail me all these things. It's not <laughs> like I, you know, go spending so much time hunting in, in that situation. Uh, but, but it is, you know, from the, if you set up a registry there, you, Jenny, they're going to be sending you coupons for all eternity in my experience. So, uh, so actually, uh, on that note, we really solved that crossover problem. I would like to give an example of like socks in the box and dollar shave club. I mean, so just imagine that if dollar shave club, uh, want to give you something, uh, a discount on the dollars, uh, not dollar shave, but, uh, Uh, to the socks in the box. So if you buy a Dollar Shave uh, Club uh, subscription, I'm going to give you a coupon of uh, socks in the box or mm-hmm. a gift card of a socks in the box. So two different brands, a crossover. We're using our platform, that exactly the problem we have solved that they don't have to worry about it. Otherwise, just imagine that two different systems, two different companies are talking to each other. How are they going to do it? It takes months to implement it. But with us, we have said, oh, bring dollar shave club attributes bring the you know socks in the box attributes they will both have their own uh, you know systems they will talk to each other using our platform and those can be done within a span of time so the crossover that's great and you know thinking back to the rules engines um what are on the reward points some of the the typical campaigns and and rules that get set up is it you know for giving extra points to members or vips having tiers of uh, of yeah. users based on their spending habits uh, is it all, you know is it the maybe you know giving extra points if they're buying from certain categories or or spending certain amounts of money that they they get like double points or or whatever yeah so uh, so those the, we call them as a tier level program and the second part which comes under the personalization right uh again there's a lot of math and logic involved here because then how you want to give uh, you know the points to the customer like let's say a, a silver member gets 10 points a vip uh, a gold member gets 20 points buying the same product right so that, that there's a math involved in it like okay because gold give you more business than the silver so you can easily afford to give those extra 10 points to that person uh so that kind of complication starts when there is a lot of uh, 
product you want to you know uh, give the different points uh, on the different tier level uh, to the customers it's a challenge for the merchant as well so we make it easy by allowing them to give the points on the SKU level and on the tier level as well hmm. so there's a lot of nuance i think at this point we've probably filled people's heads pretty well with um, some of the things that they can do, or, or maybe if they've if they have an existing program, things that they could be doing better, upping their game. Right. Um, I know I sort of talking a little bit, you know, omni-channel, and you know we've talked a lot about point of sale and in-store. I imagine that some of these things, especially depending on the industry someone's in, also have to work with the the ERP, uh, oh, yes. B2B side of of the house. That things have to work with, um, especially when it comes to you know accounting and discounts and things. Things have to align. Um, I imagine in some cases, when it comes to the promotion, social media uh, needs to integrate well um, in order to offer the right things in the right times, the right places. So, um, you know, being API first, uh, create, you know, oh, having yes. something that that's built to sort of be that that hub and spoke model where there's a centralization for these things for the, the rules engines and such. Um, that, that certainly speaks to to my brain. Um, Anything that uh, before we wrap up that uh, that we didn't touch on any final words of wisdom or anything coming down the pike that, that you think listeners should be aware of? Uh, I think we've done a pretty good job <laughs> in today's episode. Oh, yeah. And thank you very much for that. Uh, the, you know, as I said, uh, we are planning to offer a great real estate uh, to the small merchants uh, by providing a website of uh, Rally for Gift Card, which we are planning to launch it soon where they will have uh, you know uh, a chance if the corporate wants to give their gift cards or uh, you know because not everybody is going to buy from the big brands but all these smaller brands corporate doesn't have those uh, way to gather those gift cards and give it to their employees or to, to their partners uh, that's where this is going to come very handy uh, uh, that, so we're trying as much as possible from our end to give as much as footage to our customers and help them out to grow to their more sales, uh, more branding, uh, in fact. Uh, so, uh, well, yeah. We'll have that, to get some it. info for that. I'll try to add it to the show notes if there's somewhere people can you know, follow something on social or, or sign up for a newsletter as, as they can, as merchants potentially be uh, be added into that. Um, so I'll, I'll do the... I'll offline do the best that i can to okay. get something on that because I, I think for merchants that sounds really cool that um you know uh low-hanging fruit there so to speak uh who doesn't want more people to be able to find their their gift cards and their brand um with that uh to our listeners uh, as always thank you for tuning in uh you know subscribe wherever you listen to find podcasts like this uh, or, or wherever you're watching uh, this video, whether it be on YouTube or social, uh, we wish you all the best through this holiday season. We'll be bringing you lots more great content like this and uh, happy selling everyone. And Praveen, thanks so much for joining today. Thanks for listening to the JetRails podcast. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We also post full videos of most episodes on the JetRails YouTube and Facebook channels. You can find links at jetrails.com forward slash podcast. Have questions about an episode? Is there a topic you'd like us to cover in the future? We're at JetRails on LinkedIn and Twitter. Do you want to sponsor this podcast? Sorry, but we're committed to ad-free listening. We are, however, always looking for guests that our listeners will benefit from. 
And don't forget to like the podcast on whatever platform you're tuning in from. It's a small ask, but it's a big help. We appreciate it. And more importantly, we appreciate you.